Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So my previous videos on the 13 signs of what of a narcissist and the seven signs or the seven characteristics of somebody who's attracted to a narcissist have gotten a ton of comments lately. And there's a lot of confusion about what creates a narcissist and a lot of the questions and, and a lot of lack of information. And so I wanted to do this video so that people were clear um, to alleviate the confusion as to what it really requires for someone to become a narcissist, okay? Now, the first thing I wanna say is, you may hear some of these traits and go, I went through all of that, but I'm not a narcissist. Well, not everyone who experiences this becomes a narcissist, okay? Each individual goes through these experiences and on their own, they determine their own basically dysfunctional responses to the things I'm gonna list. Everybody, that's an individualized process. It doesn't, these things I'm gonna list doesn't, don't guarantee if you did this to your child or if it was done to you, it doesn't guarantee that you're a narcissist, but these are always present. The point of this is these characteristics, a form of these characteristics will always be present in what created the narcissist, okay? The other thing I wanna make clear is this is not a defensive narcissist. I mean, I have tremendous empathy. They went through horrific pain, but I'm not letting them off the hook. They're still responsible for the choice as an adult, whether they go heal that or not. Now in their defense, they, they many times aren't aware of it. They're not even capable of it, but that I don't wanna minimize. I mean, I'm I look, I married two narcissistic sociopaths. So I'm not condoning the behavior. Um, but you know, the point is, is they did go through these things. And so I think a reasonable adult can have empathy, but it doesn't mean we should stay with them and go, Oh my God, the poor thing. Well, they've been through such terrible time. I, you know, I should just stay. I'm not advocating that at all. I'm not saying what they did to you was okay. I'm just describing, here's what it, you know, here's what they went through that created the narcissism. Okay. So with that in mind, the first thing is every single one of them has been through adverse childhood experiences. It is part of what creates it. Now I'll get into a little bit more of what those adverse experiences are. There's always some form of neglect, some type of abuse could be physical, emotional, um, psychological, sexual. Um, there's abandonment is a possibility. The attachment style in their childhood was very chaotic and insecure. All of those are chaotic. All of those would create insecurity. They could have had a helicopter parent. You know, that's why we're seeing a rise in the narcissism because the previous parenting style was very cold, very um, domineering, demeaning. In response to that, parenting became very overattached and helicoptering and that can create this as well because a child doesn't know how to navigate disappointment by themselves. That's another byproduct of that is parents who are massively overprotective because again, childhood is about learning to scrape your knees, learning to fall, having disappointments, 
but helicopter parenting and, and very overly protective parents who, you know, oh my God, don't go anywhere, don't go, don't go outside, you're gonna get hurt. That leaves a child with the inability to regulate their emotions. They've never learned how because mom and dad, mom and or dad or both, stop that process from happening. Um, and so there's also parenting where they try and shield their child from pain. Those are both the helicoptering and, and the overprotective. They're trying to make sure their child never experiences pain or disappointment. So they try and fix all of their problems. Well, then, you know, the, the thing about a, a narcissist is they have no emotional regulation. Well, it's caused by chaos and a lack of knowing how to do it. Well, again, it's all predicated on adverse childhood experiences and parenting. They could have had um, uh, parents who were entitled. And you see this a lot. The parent is feels so worthless inside that they can't stand their child experiencing any type of disappointment. The college um, exams, uh, you know, the entrance exam scandal is all about that. Those parents, low self-esteem and their inability to suffer any disappointment in their own life because their kids are props. If their kid doesn't get into the school, I'm not worth anything. And so because I can't handle that disappointment, I'm going to pay and, and rob my way, get my kids in there in some way. So entitled parenting um, is a big factor. They, these types of parents will also bully coaches and teachers. Um, they'll demand their kids buy their way in. This is also part of that helicoptering and overprotective parenting. Um, a big aspect of the what creates a narcissist as well is conditional love. And the way this works is the child only has value if they do something mom and dad that makes mom and dad feel good. So there's always some sort of a reward tied. You're only a value if you do this. And it's usually a value that make mom, mom and or dad feel good about themselves. And so the child, that's where the entitlement comes from as an adult. It's all about me. You know, they, they were taught all of these mechanisms. All right. Remember, I talked about secure, insecure attachment. Well, in many of these cases, they were both spoiled and deprived. See, when we spoil a child, we're actually depriving a child. That's not love. I, that was one of the comments. People, well, I know all these people. They were spoiled and treated, you know, perfectly. And, and I was like, but don't you realize the golden child, the spoiled child, never learns any of these skills, how to regulate, never experiences disappointment. They're entitled. That is horrifically abandoning. That's not love. You know, overprotecting, helicoptering, this is the new parenting model. It's, oh my God, I'm going to be this great parent. I mean, do everything for them, make sure they never suffer and protect them from anything and everything. That's horrifically damaging to a child. We want our child to make mistakes at four, six, and eight years old when the mistakes are bruised knees. Because if when we do all this, like the rise you've seen in college campuses of all the safe zones, all the pronouns, all of that, these are children who were never allowed to learn to regulate their emotions. And so you, you have to do something different so I don't feel out of regulation because mom and dad did everything for me. And I was never taught that it was okay to struggle. All right, that's the consequence. Now, I'm not saying everybody 
that is into pronouns and that is into safe zones is a narcissist. That's not what I'm saying, but that's a byproduct. That's from that overprotective, overindulgent, entitled parent. They feel so empty and worthless inside. They try to protect and do all of this for their child to meet their own worthlessness needs. It's not about loving the child. And so there's that confusing dynamic of being spoiled, but spoiling is deprivation, okay? But you can, a child can also be spoiled financially and um, abandoned and neglected emotionally. That's the, you know, the disparity, all right? Um, you'll also see that as the child gets older, the parents continue to enable the poor behavior. The bottom line is any type of parenting style that fosters insecurity is a contributing factor to all narcissism. Again, not everyone, this doesn't mean anyone who's been through this is gonna be a narcissist. Everyone develops that characteristic individually. It happens separately. Another aspect is, the final aspect is social media. Social media is becoming the new way we validate ourselves. It's all external. So those are the main factors that create a narcissist. And as I said before, not everyone will become one. That was a big, one of the comments is, you know, you know, I know this family, they were, you know, the parents were great. Why did only this one become a narcissist? Well, each child responds differently. Like in my family, I had an alcoholic mother and she was narcissistic too. Um, and, um, oh, I forgot. That's one of the other traits is a parent could be a narcissist. And so they learn from, it's modeling. The child models how mom and dad are as narcissists and that's how they become it. Um, and I really struggled with um, narcissism, but I talk about two levels of narcissism. And this one I've never talked about, the underempowered. I don't have time to get into that. If you want to learn more about the underempowered, they're treatable. The overempowered, the typical narcissist, covert, overt, all the ones we know about, they're almost impossible to treat. I was the underempowered. If, if you want to learn more about that, watch my video, The Seven characteristics of the people that choose narcissist, okay? That's how mine went. But the point I was getting to originally was my mom was an alcoholic. Well, out of four kids, I was the only one who became an alcoholic. That's the point. Not every child will respond to adverse childhood experiences the same. We all develop our own unique, dysfunctional solutions and coping skills to our adverse childhood experiences. Somebody who's been through all of these things, they may become just like me, the person who is attracted to narcissists, okay? So not everyone responds the same way, but these characteristics are all part of what creates a narcissist. And that's what this video is about, the creation, okay? Now there's one other aspect I wanna talk on, or two more. M many of the comments were like, but they had a perfect childhood. There is an overwhelming, massive denial in society that almost everybody, and I talked to other therapists and coaches, and almost everybody thinks their childhood is perfect, or that people went through, many people experienced great, perfect childhoods. Well, the thing we as a society have to realize is, do you realize what that means? We are saying that there are people on this planet who had Jesus as a mother and father, because it is absolutely impossible to consider that parents never made a mistake and didn't, and we didn't go through adverse childhood experiences. 
Think of your own life. In the last month, you've said and done mean things to your friends, coworkers, family members, spouse. We are all perfectly imperfect. We make mistakes. And we all do that as parents. Every single one of us, everyone, not a single person has ever gone through childhood without experiencing adverse childhood experiences. We have all experienced trauma. And until we as a society accept that as fact, it doesn't mean blame our parents or hate our parents. It's just truth. We have all experienced trauma in childhood. It's, it's a byproduct of being a child. It, we're human. Every parent will traumatize and be perfectly imperfect as a parent and hurt their children. That is a fact we have to accept. Nobody escapes childhood without pain. Nobody, 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 nobody. And that is the biggest thing we need to switch in society to overcome things like narcissism. And the final piece I want to touch on is genetics. Um, a couple of people commented, you know, it can be genetic. Well, while genetics can be a factor, genetics do not determine narcissism. And here's why. There are only three genes that if, if a person has any one of these three genes, they, are, they will definitely get that illness or disease. And those three are Huntington, Huntington's cholera, beta thalassemia, and muscular dystrophy. Genes are not a determiner, okay? Genes are only activated when something triggers them. All of us are born with cancerous genes, you know, all these different genes of illnesses and diseases. They only get turned on by the environment. And therefore, like somebody said, well, you know, narcissism is genetic. Well, that there may be a gene in there, but if the parents don't parent in this fashion, that gene won't turn on. So that's critical to recognize any illness and disease other than those three are triggered by the environment. You may be born with that genetic, with that gene, but the environment turns it on unless it's those three. So that's a long video, but um, there was just so many, it was just exploding. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, I, today is like 6,000 views in, in half a day. And all of it was around this topic. So I wanted to give some more in-depth information so you can understand what creates a narcissist. And, you know, the key factors, it's all childhood. It's all parenting. Our genes don't determine it. The environment the parenting is what switches the gene on. And finally, none of us have been raised by Jesus. We have all been through pain and trauma in our childhood. We must admit that if we and do the work to overcome it if we want to reach our full potential. That it just that we have to accept any person who thinks they didn't go through trauma in childhood. Is, has a false belief that they or somebody else was raised by Jesus, a perfect person who wasn't perfectly imperfect. Our parents don't mean to hurt us. They adore us, but they make mistakes that are hurtful. And that leaves all of us with wounds. And the, we will have a better society when we accept that fact. We don't blame our parents, but we accept it and we all do the work to heal it and overcome it. So... I hope that helps you. Have a great day.